Like a lady can't go through a plate glass window and go to bed with you five seconds later. But guys can have head-on collisions with Greyhound buses in disaster areas. Everybody's laying dead on the highway. Not only the hospital and the ambulance, the guy makes play for the nurse. Uh, howdy, Who that call my name? Oh, uh, 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 hello, Uncle Remus. Appears to me that you was in a powerful bad mood to go to the party. I ain't going to no party, because I ain't going to be here. I'm going to leave this old place. You mean you leaving your old briar patch? <laughs> oh, shit, here we go. It's on. Race war. Race war. Race war. Race war's on, everybody. It's going down. Shit is going down. <laughs> Welcome to Last Man on Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt spent much of the past week suing Ken Bone for stealing his gay porn nickname. <laughs> Sweet cock puns don't come around that often. Stick to your guns, Matt. On your AIDS deathbed, I shall call you a fighter. Ken Bone is so ridiculous. There's all, he has like a Twitter account, but I can't tell if it's a parody or not because he's kind of a parody already. He was on Jimmy Kimmel, I think, already and stuff like that. So he's already got himself a little fame for is whatever getting, Is he getting pussy off this? Uh, he's getting the bones getting a little pussy, I think. I don't know. I mean, how did it, how they didn't how they put him in the front row and didn't recognize him there and let him ask a question? I get like you know, I mean, middle America and regular America looks pretty fucking stupid. Yeah. In fact, all of America looks pretty fucking stupid. But we put a guy like in a fucking red sweater, it looks like that, and his name's. Ken Bone in the front. Somebody in the production has to note that. Yeah, someone's having a little fun. I just there. say at least you're Kenneth. Just be Kenneth at least. You know, Bonet. Something I don't know. Call I don't yourself think something. they're taking it that serious. Like, oh, really? You're undecided. Like, who's who's undecided? Like, yeah, People, I don't know if I'm going to vote for Trump or Hillary. I'm someone, just, someone made a good point that if you say you're undecided, just basically asking for attention. Yeah, you just want to get on TV. You want to get on TV. You want to get attention. You want people to say like, "Come on now, make up your mind." It's just like if you say one way, and plus, it's also a middle milk toast kind of thing, so no one bugs you about your choice. Right. I don't like fucking Ken Bone. This week is sponsored. This week's show is sponsored by guys who don't understand why old men run beauty pageants, model photo shoots, or strip clubs. Guys who don't understand why really obvious men do really obvious things to take advantage of desperate women. You are our future leaders. We were talking about that before the show. I mean, when a six-year-old guy runs a beauty pageant of 18-year-olds, I mean, doesn't every guy... I mean, women may not understand why that goes on, but do, doesn't every guy just inherently understand why... I thought he was in it for the art. I thought he was just passionate about pageantry. Yeah. Like, what do you do? I run casinos. I run hotels. I got an airline, golf courses around the world, invested in so-and-so. Also, I run a thing where girls in bikini, 18-year-old bikinis uh, get dressed in my back room and walk across the stage while we stare at them. Uh, that's also one of my businesses. I wonder why that is, why that got added. I mean, it's so... the the I can't tell people really that naive or they're just all pretending at this point. It would only be acceptable for a gay man. That's the only way it could work. Yeah, there's like one... I, we mentioned this before. There's like one straight fashion, desi- straight fashion designer like in Europe. Yeah. I always forget his name. I, it's so easy to forget. That dude must get so much fucking pussy. <laughs> I mean, it's a great play. If you're the one guy, straight guy at Fashion Week or the one straight guy who works in model photography, you're getting so much pussy. But yeah. everyone understands why you're doing it. Why, why else would you subject yourself to hanging around like... So many bitchy women, skinny anorexic chicks all day long. It's got to be a pain in the ass. Sounds like something. When I was watching the vice president debate, Tim Kaine, he, he's clearly the, the gay guy who wears a Hawaiian shirt on weekends <laughs> and is like restoring an old car, you know? Um, but I feel like he could, uh, 
like if he was doing, I wouldn't think it was weird. But when you're kind of known because he would love the costumery and the pageantry of it all. Yeah, he'd be like, oh, this is fantastic. But we, yeah, when you're known for being kind of a macho douchey guy, it's it's. I almost feel like it shouldn't be allowed. It's like if you tell me you're watching Dancing with the Stars, you better lead in with like, did you see so and so's tits on Dancing with the Stars? Right. That's obligatory. Or like I'm betting on who's going to die first. Yeah, if you don't lead in with some masculine proposition, <laughs> reason for why uh, mitigating circumstances for why you're watching Dance with the Stars, you're just gay. That's just the way it goes. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Man Podcast or on Facebook, also Last Man Podcast. All right, on to the show. Uh, Matt, continue with Donald Trump. Donald Trump is eating up. Here's a good thing about Donald Trump and the attacks on Donald Trump and the sexism, chauvinism. Uh, I think he's now a pedophile, molested babies, killed animals, had sex with a goat. Every <laughs> shit's <laughs> coming around. The only good news about that is like every single other politically correct rant that would be going on in the last two or three weeks has disappeared. Like if you've noticed, there's like no other like social justice warrior <laughs> rants going on right now. Everyone is so consumed by Trump. Right. Like everybody who like is uh, grabs her pearls and faints on the couch and gets angry on behalf of other people and is self-righteous, everything is directed at Trump for like the last few weeks of the election. So yeah, like everything else has just left the landscape. every single article on, on every news site. Yeah, there's no fat shaming anymore. That's gone away. Like Everything's on... Every, every other like obligatory I'm offended by shit has gone away. Do you think even Trump now is looking at this like he just casually goes to look at the news and just on a regular mainstream site it's trump a huge douchebag trump a misogynist trump you know racist asshole uh, pedophile like do you think that gets to him at this point because it, it seems like it would almost get to anyone i think it get. i think oh yeah i think he's very thin-skinned you can see by the way he reacts like on twitter and stuff he's very thin-skinned he goes out and attacks like reporters who actually write the articles or the individuals who make the, I mean, I'm sure he's got shit against LeBron and all these other guys like that. Yeah. Calls them losers, all this stuff. He's very thin-skinned. At the same time, he's such a narcissist. You know he must have a fucking huge erection. Just <laughs> seen himself on the cover of every single paper and every single magazine. Yeah. I mean, what is the ultimate narcissist dream that the entire country, everybody is talking about him, right? Right. It's mostly bad, but it's also, in a way, about him getting a lot of pussy. So it's kind yeah. of like... It's like I mean that's kind of what a reality show is though people watching people kind of hating you I mean that's what they turned into right like um, just people behaving poorly yeah and with Trump I mean I don't think he he doesn't really excuse, he doesn't really say I'm a high character guy he never says that really he says I'm a good businessman which is also questionable <laughs> but he never says like I'm a moral man I'm a righteous man I'm a good Christian he doesn't say that kind of shit so I give him some credit for running as a Republican and not being holier than thou right uh, he does explain away here's what he does he explains away a lot of his bad behavior is like like he says locker room behavior and so I don't understand when like Udonis Haslam said this LeBron James from the NBA said this like Udonis Haslam said I don't know what Trump's talking about. Does he even play in the NBA? Because this kind of shit doesn't happen in the Miami Miami Heat locker room. Like, yeah, he was talking about the Miami locker room, and also he he's a starting forward for the Atlanta Hawks. You just didn't realize. Like, like yeah. I think people understood. He didn't mean your specific locker room, right? It could be the YMCA, dude. <laughs> yes, yes. We can, I mean, he basically his locker rooms are probably Trump uh, Trump golf course, country clubs. A golf course, a bar is a locker room. Yeah, bar is a locker room, and specific his his probably country club uh, golf locker room, and they probably do talk like that in there in those places. Yeah, so I think he was on he was on point. Here's my thing, man. I mentioned before this to me now has become my divine line. Who can be my friend going forward? I generally all these elections passed, I never lost any friendships over who people were voting for. Political elections, I've turned a lot of people off on Facebook because I just can't stand people who feel obliged to repost three things a day mm-hmm. about the election, knowing full well it's not going to change a single person's mind. 
It's really just mass. And also not understanding that it's just really saturated and there's nothing you can say at this point that's no. unique or interesting. No one wants to read it. No. Calling Trump a, a, sec, a chauvinist or a pig at this point, you're now number 11 million person to do that. It's only making you feel good and making your friends go, oh, I love you for saying that. Yeah. It's just masturbation. It makes me hate. It, it, it totally is. And you'll see stuff about, um, you know, like these Hillary people. They're like, we can't have this guy as president. It's like, you know, Hillary sucks, right? Like, <laughs> yes, I, I don't like you're telling me like I get if you're like, fuck them both or fuck him for this reason. But like, don't act like you're super into Hillary because we all know that no. no one really likes her. Well, I would say this. I think women want there's someone who badly want a female president. Yeah. So the fact that she's a woman, they really badly want to see that. In fact, there was a, a article today on a woman who runs a conservative blog who's anti-Trump, and she she was caught in the WikiLeaks. Uh, the site's name is Heat Street. She was caught in the WikiLeaks conspiring, not conspiring, nothing illegal about it, but she was working with uh, Hillary's campaign people behind the scenes. This is a right-wing uh, outlet to get to uh, do uh, Hillary Clinton advertisements because mm. she hates Trump so much and she wants a woman to be president so badly. Mm-hmm. So that thing, is pretty, that thing is pretty strong. But here's my point. My dividing line for who can be my friend going forward after this is if when you read all this shit about Trump being a chauvinist, a pig, a sexist, spying on women in the, lock, in, the in the dressing room, talking about grabbing pussy, if you either A, think that's the most amazing thing you ever heard of and you want to be just like that, <laughs> <laughs> or on the, on the opposing end, B, you're embarrassed to be a man and you're, you're ashamed to have a penis and you can't believe men speak like this and you want to speak out and say, this is not, not how I am or my friends are. If you're at either of those two uh, two ends of the spectrum, you can no longer be my friend. So anyone that that has a real anyone that's not ambivalent, you have <laughs> yes. no respect for. Well, anyone who can't put things in context, anyone who can't say like he's a pig, he's pretty bad, but not the worst thing ever. But that's actually not why I vote for president. And you know, by the way, Kennedy used to fuck get fucking amphetamine shot into his back and fuck lots of chick. And LBJ would like fucking take shits and make everyone look at his shits and like oh, God yeah. knows what Richard Nixon was doing. And you know, we've had many many presidents in the past who had very failed personalities and characters. Yeah. We didn't know about it or people covered it up better. Trump clearly is a very failed personal you know, character. <laughs> but he's not the worst thing ever. And the shit people are laying on him now that they can prove is actually fairly minimal in the context of millions of people dying around the world or dropping bombs on people or fucking 10 million people being out of work or things like that. Not that I think he can fix that. Yeah. But in the context of that, dis- of that discussion of politics... People hanging their hat on the fact that, like Tom Hanks saying, he's embarrassed to be a man. <laughs> to be a man. Yeah, I agree with you. I think any passionate stance, either way, either kind of faux outrage or you know praise, is uh, unacceptable. And I'll, I kind of feel the same way about Hillary too. You know, if you're acting like Hillary's super great, I kind of just think you're you're an asshole. And by the way. I wonder what the voter turnout was in the election uh, two years ago. Uh, I I oh, know it yeah. was quite low. I know it was much lower than the percentage of people who are posting shit to Facebook. It's like if this is something you really care about, you know, why don't you why don't you go ahead and see who gets elected to the Congress or to your uh, state uh, house or, or or even vote for a fucking senator? It's like all these people now are so opinionated, and it's like you don't know shit about politics and you don't really care. Yeah, it's like as if opinion is now in the place. Expressing your opinion has now taken the place of actually doing something. Yeah. So, like, if the sum total of your feminism is to like call Trump a pig, retweet a, a Trump as a pig thing, or like you know whatever some video gif of him doing something. Yeah. You're not really an active feminist. You're just you're just jumping on a bandwagon of Trump of, of an obvious Trump is a pig thing, which doesn't advance the cause at all. 
Now, maybe you believe he's going to be really bad for women when he gets elected into office. I don't know what he would do, actually. Um, generally, by the way, guys like Trump are really nice to nice to women publicly. Yeah, guys that actually grab a lot of pussy, they, they don't really tell TV hosts about it. No, usually. no, no, not only that, but they actually feel guilty about what they're doing. So they tend to do like Trump's everyone who's worked for Trump says he promotes women like crazy. Yeah, because he probably feels guilty because he's fucking talking about banging them in the, in the coffee room when no one's around with his buddies. Yeah. So then he looks at them the next day and goes, ah, oh, God, I feel kind of bad. You can be vice president. Like, yeah, yeah. like it works. I, guys, he has a guilty conscience of some sort. He's a, he seems to be a good father. You know, he's like actually like probably feels bad when he says shitty things like that just to be a, to boast and stuff like that. But yeah, well, he's boasting. He's trying to sound cool, and it's like, first of all, with like locker room talk, I would say Trump was maybe pushing it a little bit, but it's like, whatever, no one's taking this shit seriously. If you go into a fucking locker room, hey, you know, I uh, roofied this chick the other night and raped her. It's not like, be like oh, cool, man. <laughs> no. I mean, that's just not how it fucking works. No, guys, inherently, that's what bothers me about guys. And women, women don't understand men. Men don't understand women. I'm giving all women a pass for not understanding Trump. And just taking it very viscerally, reacting to him very viscerally, because he's orange and he has fake hair. <laughs> he's got a young, he's on his third young wife. I get why women hate him. I totally understand that. And the fact that he can get any pussy he, he could throughout his life, get any pussy he wanted to. Nah. Women clearly, I mean, pretty much. He, I could mean, get a, he could get quality pussy. He'd get quality pussy. He was, he, when, you're a bil- when you're a billionaire and you're single in Manhattan, you're, you're going to get a lot of action. Yeah. Uh, and when you're on TV and famous, even more so. So I understand why women hate that inherently, just like we inherently probably hate guys who got all the girls in high school and college or whatever else. But why guys are like so hypocritically like pretending like they've never met a guy like this before, worked with a guy like this, had a buddy like this before. Everyone knows the guy, and, and they yes. hate it. The guy that is really aggressive, I don't mean physically, but that comes on really strong with chicks, and you're like, oh, my God. And it fucking works. It, yes. That's the sad part is that it does work. I, I, I've mentioned this before. Like, my secret dream, if I could pick one asshole trait, would be that asshole trait. That would be my asshole trait. <laughs> just having blinders. Just having complete blinders to what an asshole you are <laughs> and, and not like not assaulting women, but just being very pushy, not just for women, but anything you want. Just like, assuming that some model really wants to suck your cock. Even those guys at the bars who, like, shove people aside to get their drink. Yeah. And, like, just they'll shove a little lady across. Like, they want to get their drink. They need to get their beer, and they'll just, like, shove, like, three girls aside. Yeah. Secretly, I, like, go, yeah, I got his drink first. <laughs> like, right. Like, you know, I would love to be an asshole and just never stay up at night thinking about it. Yeah, and just go like, well, you guys, that's great for you. You guys have great character. I got the fucking cocktail. I got the girl. I just, got the whatever. I'm going to take the last yes. chicken wing and not even yes. not even think about offering, you know, even if it's fake offering. Yeah, who took the cookie from the cookie jar? I did, motherfucker. <laughs> it was delicious. Good yeah. luck with your no cookie. Uh, yeah, I mean, the guys, because I think guys, you know, we're somewhat representative of men, as sad as that is. Uh, guys dream of being that guy, right? Mm-hmm. So we understand that. So at least say like, Look, I know guys like Trump, and you know we all could we all have a little bit of that inside of us, but we try to be better than that. Say shit like that. Yeah, don't be an NBA star with fucking five bastard babies and like marijuana habit and like you know friends and gangs and talk about how like we don't talk like that in the locker room. Dude, yeah, we all know what NBA players do. I mean, they they fuck groupies, they joke about it, and uh, in fact, it's what all guys. Do and women do the same thing, by the way, to a lesser degree. Yeah, if only Derek Rose were to come out and say, "Look, look, man, we don't talk like that locker room. Like, we may take our friends along to bang a girl while she's passed out, you know." Like, but that's fucking that's shit about grabbing pussy, man. No one talks like that. And then, by the way, they, and the locker rooms used to be exactly like that. I know for a fact. 
You can read all the lawsuits from female reporters. Yeah, I believe on a literal face, you may not talk like that in the locker room because you know that you're on camera in the locker room. There's microphones. in lo- There's so many bloggers now, like guys with little websites yeah. that get press passes. Locker rooms are just filled with fucking They're microphones. They're overhearing everything. So, yeah, if, if you mean literally you don't talk like that in the locker room after the game, all right, but I don't think that's what he meant by that. I think he's a fucking liar, Haslam is. Yeah, and also, by the way, you don't have to talk about, you don't have locker room talk as often when you're just getting laid a lot. <laughs> like, when you're just, when you don't have, when you fucking, like, Trump is fucking uh, married or whatever, he's a little frustrated he's telling guys I can still get all this pussy. Yeah. But Haslam, or these guys just go fuck 10 girls after the game. So they don't need to have locker room talk. They got shit to, they got shit to do. Well, if Haslam's going to act like so fucking. Uh, Dwayne Wade walks in and, hey man, so last night this chick is blowing me. You're not going to believe it. I accidentally just jizzed on her face and went in her nose. Hey, I'd appreciate if you wouldn't talk like that around. Yeah, man, let's not be like Trump, dude. Let's <laughs> Shut just the fuck like, up, dude. I, know. I just, why can't people, uh, we, uh, we wrote last week, this, by the way, this all started, I believe, with the woman in Central Park who mentioned the story, the reporter who mentioned the story about how Trump hit on her when her husband, when her, her new boyfriend went to go get hot cocoa. Remember that story? Oh, right. It was that reporter who she worked at the time, I think, for the New York Times. She was like a female reporter in the 80s. And Trump waited till her boyfriend left and asked her if he wanted to go party back at his hotel or whatever. Yeah. And you and I both agreed, like, the only reason he did it is because that works most of the time. Dude, you see a guy going to get hot chocolate. That guy's a mark <laughs> yes, right there. I, I mean, so your boyfriend's going to get hot cocoa. How about you come back to the plaza and I fuck you in the, in the rooftop? Did it work? Did she <laughs> hang out with him? No, she didn't. And then she, that, otherwise, she couldn't write the article about how, how horrible a guy he was. But nine times out of ten, it's like, yeah, you know what? Fuck this guy. He would not keep doing that if it wasn't working consistently. I mean, as an asshole as he is, he's also a smart guy, so he would just keep adapting the strategy until he found out what worked. Yeah. And coming back to the plaza to, to fuck me on the fucking penthouse suite probably works a lot. So uh, this is also a, coming from a guy who seems to have a case of the sniffles. Claims he's he's yes. never done drugs. Right. It's like, hey, you want to go back to my uh, penthouse suite and uh, <laughs> uh, drink some iced tea? Yeah, like, right. fuck you, fucking liar. The cocaine sniffles. But it all started with that. Then it's kind of escalated from that. And then you go. Then you just become like side stories. We're just like Amber Tamlin. We we wrote about this week. She's the actress who said like she was offended by Trump grab saying I'm going to grab a girl's pussy because she was. Assaulted by her ex-boyfriend, and he injured her pussy. Uh-huh. Well, her vagina. So therefore, she said, by grabbing pussy, you sort of re-raped me by saying that, making that make a pussy joke. So Trump's like bearing the brunt of all sexual assault yes. in the history of. Well, ra- the whole rape culture. T- rape culture is now anything. Rape culture now is anything a man says that is not anti-Trump. Basically, <laughs> if you it's don't basically like, basically like European culture. Yeah, uh, anything a guy says that he would have said no uh, from the beginning of time till ten years ago is rape culture. Uh, Essentially, on. if you, you don't take a quick break, I'm gonna run to the bathroom. And of course, last minute Earth always tapes at Rocco's Tavern in Studio City, Rocco's Tavern on Ventura Boulevard. I said it twice; it must be nice. The pizza's amazing, eh, Brian? Yeah, this is delicious. Thanks for being near the microphone, Rocco's Tavern in Studio City. Come watch us tape. Come eat some pizza. Have a beer or three. I imagine that's interesting. What you were saying before you went to go take a dump, uh, <laughs> Trump. <laughs> Trump, uh, does Trump, Trump, everything. This ends. By the way, does this? What is your prediction for like after November, after the election of November? Does it stop? I mean, Hillary Clinton's going to win, I believe. But does all that shit like suddenly stop? All the Trump stuff suddenly stop, and then we go back to like outrage over other things? I don't know. I've heard that he's going to like start a news channel and just sort of pander to uh, to whoever is uh, following him. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, people are going to forget. A, they're going to drop the Trump thing pretty much. the the day after the election, right? So, I yeah, I think we'll be back on to um, 
uh, you know, I'm super awesome because I'm overweight. And uh, stop body shaming uh, this uh, chick just because she ordered four sandwiches. Yeah, that's coming back. I kind of look forward to it so our, our, our podcast will get a lot more interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Hi Trump, keep being Trump. By the way, Matt and I are not voting for Trump, and we don't like we don't like him personally. That's just how bad like the attacks are on him. That you have to, the fact that you have to defend Trump in any way is just like just how bad things have become in this country. I was thinking about voting for him at first when before I kind of knew much about him. When I was like, oh, this is great. This guy's just fucking making fun of everything, and you know he's not a legitimate candidate. This is awesome, and and he was like the underdog, you know. I don't think you should vote for him because I think it's it's a, a vo- it's something you have to live with. But what I think you should do is on election day wear like I love Trump T shirt to the voting <laughs> booth in West Hollywood, and just see what kind of reaction you get. And just go, just go, Trump, 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 as you're on your way in. You can't. You'll get, um, you can't do that within like 50 feet of the. No, but just on your way that day, the election day, when the fervor's going to be like super high, <laughs> just walk down like Santa Monica Boulevard doing that and see what kind of reaction People you get. People in California, in fact, all, almost this entire country are so fucking stupid. If you're in Texas or you're in California or Washington State, you're go, you, you already know who won your state. You're going to vote like it makes a difference. Are like, you not accepting my dare? I'll get you the Trump t shirt. <laughs> Please wear a Trump, make America great again. I just walk down the street going like, hey, who are you voting for today? I know who I'm voting for. Just Make saying, America with, great again. With the Electoral College, it's like... Nah, it doesn't matter. You live, in, you live in Beverly Hills. You could say I voted for Trump. It's like, great. Well, that doesn't make any difference. Ohio, you know, then... No, just like the map you and I saw before the show where it showed, like, if only men could vote, Trump would, like, win 47 states. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't matter either. <laughs> like, that doesn't... Yeah. A like, hundred years ago, that was really important. Now that just doesn't Let's matter just at all. Let's just give it to Hillary and get it fucking over with. Because you know we need a we need a woman president because it's time. So so now we'll just fill in a yes. horrible woman. Yes. It wasn't like we need a black president. Uh, who should we get? Like uh, fucking I don't know uh, Mike Epps. Like who, who should we? <laughs> don't the matter? Did you say fucking? Well, I don't know. You're right. Hillary's going to win. I got to get off this now. I'm just making a side. Cameron, we're not drinking cocktails today. <laughs> Uh, Matt, let me ask you. Uh, I know you went to see Birth of a Nation uh, three different times <laughs> this weekend. It took me a while to remember that Birth of a Nation was originally the most racist film ever in Hollywood. Right. The original Birth of a Nation. And then that's why they called this Birth of a Nation. So Nate Parker, who I... Have you ever heard... Did you ever hear him before this movie? He's an actor. I don't know if you ever heard him. No, he a few I thought things. this was like his first thing. It's his first big thing. He was an actor, on again, off again actor in some shows in Hollywood and stuff like that. But nothing really big. But no one had really heard of him. Uh, so he came out with Birth of a Nation, which is a, the Nat Turner Slave Revolt movie, at just the right fucking time. Could not have been better. Like in January, it came out at, at Sundance. It won every single award. They made up awards just to give it awards. It got more standing ovations than every movie yeah. ever. You got to wonder how this sort of partial quota system is really affecting <laughs> the quality of our culture. Like it's like, hey, Saturday Night Live, yeah, you don't have any black women on your show. The next day, well, we just found one. Like, yeah. what are the odds she's the best <laughs> one? You have to react quickly. What are the odds this movie's fucking great just because Sony decided? Yeah. Very, very consciously deliberate decision. Oh, we need a movie. Uh, Fox, Fox, Fox Searchlight. Rupert Murdoch's Fox Searchlight. Oh, actually, I'm sorry, Fox. Not yeah, well, it's only interesting because it is Fox. Uh, bid $17.5 million on the film, which no one's ever paid anything close to before for a Sundance movie, which with obviously limited commercial like, appeal. It's like 10 times the budget of the film. That's not how it's supposed to work. It was a clear, it was a clear message that we were putting out a press release saying we believe in, in the black filmmaking and we're going to spend a lot of money against it. And, and it had to be... Pretentious black too. I mean, I, I like the the Nate uh, Turner, sorry, Nat Turner story, but uh, you know, it wasn't like oh yeah, these funny guys starting a rap group or something. No, no. it had to be something like really fucking black historical experience. and depressing. Twelve years of slave part two, super heavy. <laughs> Twelve more years of slave. <laughs> I mean, the slave movie I think is important as a as a genre. 
Do we need it constantly? I don't know if that's like. And, and by the way, is that the mo- is that just there so white people can go like you got to see this movie because it's about it's about slavery? I don't slavery? think we need it as a genre unless. Well, I think I think if you look at I mean slavery obviously from a black historical U.S. black historical experience is the biggest thing. Yeah. So I agree that it should be a percentage of films should be about that. Right. You know, it's like that is the biggest. People should be reminded from it, time to time. Yeah, it's like Jews making Holocaust movies. I mean, that's going to go on forever, and there should be those movies, and that's like a genre unto itself. That's if you know if you're if you're Spielberg making documentaries, that's a documentary you're funding. I don't like those kind of movies though, because I already know this shit. I don't know who they're for. To where it's like, oh yeah, the Holocaust, pretty fucked up what they did. You know, I, I just want to see some. Not a day movie. No, I want to see cars crashing, yes. boobies, or at least at least do like some inglorious bastard shit where you get take advantage, take a, you get to see the Nazis killed in a fun way. Yeah, something like that. A new t- a new take on sort of Nazi. I don't need to be bummed out. No, so that's probably why you, you you didn't actually, in truth, Matt did not go see Birth of a Nation this weekend, <laughs> and nobody else did either. So the movie kind of bombed. Actually, it did very well if you just consider it to be an indie black slave revolt movie. <laughs> but considering all the hype it got and all the pressure it got, it did really poorly. Uh, now, because everything is Trump in the news this week and the next few weeks, they couldn't, there couldn't be all these apologetic pieces and you know, mea culpas about how America's racist and that's why the movie didn't do well. When, in fact, we know it didn't do well because people, like you just mentioned, don't like to go see black slave, depressing black slave movies. They want to go see black dudes in superhero movies or Luke Cage or they want to see fucking Straight out of Compton, which did $170 million at the box office. Because it's kind of, of a tits. herd mentality among like this sort of liberal elites. Like if you said if everyone was seeing the movie, then people would go see it. But if no one's jumping on the train, then they're not going to go do it just for their own. They're busy like fighting clips on Trump from The Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> we could actually go. It was, by the way, everybody in Hollywood now, their full-time job, their mortgage job is in Hollywood. Your full-time job in October is to find out clips of Trump yeah. saying fucking sexist things. Like there's just like a massive, anywhere you go, there's just a massive number of like twenty something just going through archives of tapes and videos, and it's just like it's like a old like Soviet Union type thing. There's just like a we're like in that Iran when they had the hostages in Iran, they were trying to find out in that Ben Affleck where they were trying to piece together the scrap papers to find out where they where the uh, you know the people left were trying to leave Iran through. Right. Uh, everyone's just like working feverishly over time to find this shit. Uh, nobody saw Birth of a Nation, and then Nate Parker. Got two months ago, the stories came out about how he was accused. I mean, you know, we always back accusers of rape. He was accused of rape at Penn State. Um, you know, nothing untoward goes on at Penn State right. <laughs> in terms of rape. Uh, you know, child rape aside. Um, he was never convicted. In fact, he was acquitted, I believe, when the charges were dropped. But that story came out about a few months ago from the brother of the woman who allegedly said he allegedly assaulted her, who happened to kill, <laughs> kill herself. Which is not Sorry, it's not funny. I was, can I tell a quick story what I was laughing at to yeah, clarify? Please. Uh, I knew someone that owned a house on Penn State University, like a professor. And so every day they would find all these, um, uh, you know, beer bottles and shit on their property. So I was hanging out and the guy found a, a tampon, like a bloody tampon. And he goes, yeah, you know, this happens every day. And then he goes, now you got to go find the condom. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's <laughs> Thank you. Um, I wonder if you're taking so many shit. So she killed herself. She killed herself a few years later, and they said, well, that's... By the way, if you're accused of raping a woman, and if you get off, but she kills herself, that looks really bad for you. That well, does not I, look good for your kids. I could see both sides of it. You know, obviously, if she was traumatized, she could have killed herself, but uh, he was acquitted, and the type of woman that files uh, false rape accusations is usually pretty unbalanced, more prone to uh, killing themselves. 
That's your point of view because you actually think about things a lot, way too much. <laughs> the point of view of most people would be like, oh man, the girl, like, everyone says you raped, killed herself. That yeah. looks pretty bad. Right, <laughs> like, right. that's, like, there's just no way that it looks pretty does bad. Look bad. Yeah. You can't say, like, oh, she works now at the Jungle Cruise at, like, at Disney and she's, having, and she's married with three kids. I mean, like, oh, okay, whatever. But she did kill herself, went into fit of depression and killed herself. Uh, but so the, the number of people, the people that are jumping on the uh, uh, sort of apologetic bandwagon are saying this Nate Parker rape charges only came out because this movie was coming out. There's a conspiracy to get people not to see the movie because of these alleged rape charges, all that kind of stuff. But isn't it the fact that the only reason the rape charges came up was because no one's ever heard of this guy before and no one cared about him before? And isn't it the exact same reason why there are now 10,000 charges against Trump for uh, being a sick, sick sexist chauvinist and no one cared about it like just a year ago? Well, I think with uh, with Nate uh, Parker, it was it was part of this thing where like we were saying earlier, is these people going, well, I, I need to go watch this film about slavery as if you're doing like a favor to society or something. You yes. know, you're like bettering yourself for the betterment of culture. This will, but, this will finally end slavery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is it. Those same people are like, they're the type of people that would care if, if the actor had a, a rape charge as well. So it was kind of this dichotomy. You know, Jezebel was rife with uh, yes. fucking shitty essays about it. And- oh, you mean so this would be your excuse not to have to go? Like, no. look, I had the I had the tickets to Birth of the Nation, but now I don't well, know. Well, I just man, think it's interesting winners. that I think basically the people this this movie's demographic would just be like, well, fuck it, it's it's just a wash, you know? Yeah, like if you were like when tw- three years ago it was twelve years a slave, and people in this like West Side Circle or Manhattan Circle asked you if you had you seen it yet, you had to go, you had to say at least I can't wait to see it. Yeah. But with Birth of the Nation, you could say, like, I don't know, man, that whole rape thing. Did you hear about that? I'm not sure well, I see it. It's interesting if, like, when you go see a movie, you know, a lot of people see movies for the actors, and they have a hard time separating the the person from the character they're playing. Like, people will say, so, you know, in that movie Neighbors, you know, Seth Rogen and his wife, it's like, well, no, technically his, his <laughs> name is not Seth Rogen in the movie, but for all intents and purposes, it's just Seth Rogen uh, being Seth Rogen. But, you know, people ascribe uh, traits to him, and, and so people, like, especially yeah. chicks, you know, they'll be watching a, a Tom Cruise movie and, like, I don't like him because he's a weirdo in real life. It's like, yes. yeah, I think you should separate it, but it's it's also hard. So I would say if you're if you're watching Turner, I don't know, maybe you're thinking like, shit, I wonder if he's, he, how rapey does he seem in this scene? And is that his character? Yeah, like, I don't know. He, he led a rebellion and saved a lot of slaves, but he also might have raped the girl at Penn State. <laughs> so I'm really, I'm really ambivalent about this. I just think the fact is people don't, I mean, movies, the movies that get big box office are crappy, commercially successful films that teenagers want to see. Yeah. It's pretty obvious. So, you know, uh, straight out of Compton, an all-black an all black uh, film about a black experience in the United States, not slavery, but they actually said a lot of slavery and that stuff. Fuck the police, all that stuff, very anti-establishment. Yeah. Had music, it had tits, it had rap music, it had Ice Cube involvement, all stuff like that. It did fucking gangbusters. Yeah. So clearly a black movie with all black actors about the black experience in, in, the, in the U.S., could do really well. It just has to be entertaining. Yeah, I think there's a way to do it. And I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know. I don't know. But no one goes to see it. So Heart of the Sea, which I was finally forced to watch, came out last Christmas. It's an underrated movie. 100, it fucking sucked. <laughs> $100 million budget, and it was like an historical drama about like this ship thing that led up to Moby Dick being written, stuff like that. That movie fucking sucked. People don't want to see movies like that. They just don't want to see people in fucking oldie costumes talking with old language and like <laughs> doing things the way people did in 1820. They just don't give a shit about that anymore. Costume dramas are just dead. No one likes that shit anymore. I think like A Knight's Tale, this is another old reference, but that movie killed it and it was about medieval knights, but but then they played like uh, 
like Boy George and yeah, shit. Yeah, they had Queen music in there and stuff like that. It was like over the top with the blood, the blood and the I gore. I think we're just evolving a little bit. Like, you know, most of the culture is fucked, but our movies, uh, the ones that do well are mostly terrible, but people are making really good movies now because there's so much you can do with video and... and um, <clears throat> What was my fucking point here? I think your point was what I was going to say, which is that people that are over 35 don't really go to the movies anymore. <laughs> so the people that would, this audience would be for, like the sort of sophisticated, uh, you know, educated older people, they actually don't go to the movies at all anymore. So they're not going to see this movie. Yeah. So that's not, that's not going to happen. Oh, Even, I, that's what I was saying. I, I just think we kind of, Oh, easy for you to say now. kind of evolving <laughs> past the sort of prototypical, straightforward storytelling narrative. You know, here's this slave. He, he led this rebellion. There's nothing stylized about it. Just a very, from what I've seen in the trailers, just just a very run-of-the-mill, you know, movie that, that they could have been from the 70s. Well, you know? they try to mix in the Black Lives Matter and the marketing as well with that very heavily. Yeah. And now I th- think people felt very cheap about that. Which is just like you know, clearly there's like your pan, your pandering now for like a black you know a black experience. Movie. Slaves are wearing like Kaepernick jerseys. And shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, Birth of the Nation. I'm going to watch you. I think on let's say uh, not in direct not direct cinema where I have to go pay six bucks. Not Amazon where it's three bucks. But when you come on TNT like in four years and during Black History Month, uh-huh. I'm, I'm fucking I'm all over that shit. Matt, we got an email. I love this email. It almost seems like I wrote it. Uh, Alan, Alan must know. Will Matt admit finally that Lex was particularly right about Derek Rose settling his rape lawsuit? I think I've been proven on every level that my theory that if you're a rich guy who fucks around a lot with women or whatever you're fucking around with, that when you get a nu- even a nuisance lawsuit, you just want to settle it and make shit go away so you don't have to go into depositions and L.A. Times, <laughs> LA Times sports blogger covered lawsuits where all your embarrassing shit is, comes out. Uh, will you finally agree with me now after reading Derek Rose's uh, deposition this week uh, that he really, really been better off paying this girl who clearly seems like either set him up or at least opportunistic that he should just pay her to go away? I think it just depends on what you care people know about you. So if it was me, just because I think my mom would be following the story yes. like from her home far away, like yeah. you know, like a Google alert. So the worst thing about it is uh, he he likes the sex belt. Yes. Which is just a some kind of thing with handles, I guess, or it's code for a strap on. I don't know. Uh, and he, he likes, likes a kink. He likes a little kink. He likes to fuck um, fr- uh, women with his two buddies. And uh, oh, by the way, because we keep saying that it's not they're not there as support or watching. They're there also fucking her at the same time, right? So his fucking dick is next to another dude's dick. Just to be very clear, just to be very yeah. graphic about this, his two kind of like bestest friends. Yeah, it's not like his buddies are in the back and like something. Like even even in the fucking accused, they took turns raping Jodie Foster on the pinball <laughs> machine while the fucking rednecks in the back were fucking cheering him on. Yeah, they didn't all fuck her at the same time. That he, to me is a divine line between like a straight fucking horrible racist <laughs> and just a weird kinky sort of gay dude. I don't know. Well, it's just, I agree because yeah, first of all, you know, you're having brunch the next day. You're looking your buddy in the eyes. I don't know what you're picturing at that point. Uh, uh, hi, you're definitely high fiving at some point. I just had to do. I did this pilot. I was acting, and and um, this is another story about your dick because I really. Yeah, <laughs> did I tell this already? My, yeah, you totally, you totally did because I just got fucking. Oh yeah, I was naked. I and just my, fucking burped a little vomit in my, my mouth. My dick when when there were guys around and and just sort of essentially more than one person. If there are two or three chicks, that'd be cool too. But. Um, 
yeah, my dick just was like not into it, and I don't know if you're I like, would. You're like Trump now. You're repeating. You're like anti-Trump because you're repeating like dick stories, but they're like really embarrassing dick stories. Dude, my dick was so fucking small. It was, it was fucking shriveled. People made fun of it. It was fucking ridiculous. It was terrible. <laughs> but if I every was dude in the room had a bigger dick than me, fucking, you imagine that? If I was fucking a chick with my two friends, I, I feel like I would have the same problem. It would be prohibitive. I get the two chicks thing all the way, but I, it's got to be kind of gay. It's super gay. And it, by the way, obviously he liked it a lot. So obviously he's not shrinking up like you were. He's not a shrinking violet. It's something he really <laughs> enjoys. It's something that fucking turned him on, obviously. He wasn't doing it out of convenience like so he get a ride home from his buddies. One of the stories was very depressing to me. It was the woman who's suing him, Stephanie Del Rios or something. First of all, I don't get how you're anonymous when this is like a huge. When you're not, I don't get how you're. Uh, she's not anonymous, but the newspapers will not print. Have a policy of not printing a sexual assault, acu- even accuser's name in the paper. I think we should print the ones that are fake. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so if they seem really hoary, then we should do it. He was. Uh, they were at his house. It was her, and she brought some friend over, kind of voluntarily, who like she wanted him to fuck, which I think was just like her just not feeling like it or something. So he walked outside at his house onto the patio. Saw his friend fucking the chick and then kind of thought about having her blow him at the same time, but then just like started texting and went to his room. He's like, that's just sad. I don't know why, but just that part I can at least relate to. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He's just he's a weird he's not like the weirdest dude you ever heard of, but he's a weird dude. I mean, he's like in that fucking vein of dudes in that 10 percent of guys you like weird shit. Yeah. Uh, But and then his excuse is in his deposition excuse was either I don't remember stuff because I'm not really smart. Uh, by the way, he didn't know what cons- in the first deposition. They, he did not know what the word consenting meant. I think he literally didn't know what the the no, word. No. He's like not very smart. He had to get people to take his SATs for him like, like three times you, and got busted. Did she give? Did she give consent? Yeah, consent was amazing, dude. Fucking dispute <laughs> all over the place. Like I mean, there was his, defense, his defense was, and here's a point where men and women differ again too. His defense was like, look, ninety nine percent of the time, she, so she texted him that night and said, "Come over, uh, fucking horny or whatever the hell she wrote in text." And, you know, her contention is that she did write that, but he came over, she was blackout drunk, and he and his buddies raped her, basically. Yeah. She admits she sent the text. And his thing was like, well, look, I fuck her all the time. In fact, they fly her around to cities where he's traveling for ball, and he fucks her. And 99% of the time, 99 out of 100 times, she texts me, she wants, you know, she wants me to fuck her. So what am I supposed to think? Well, here's the point. You're not allowed to say that kind of shit anymore because that's very rape culture which is like, okay, maybe her point is this is the one out of 100 times I didn't want to get fucked, and you yeah. fucked me anyhow. So he's sort of admitting his guilt there in the sort of 2016 fashion of that. You and I both know, yes, that's exactly what every single man would think. That's, yeah. That if she texts me and says I'm horny, why don't you come over, that she wants to get laid. But you can't say that anymore in public. That's what Derek Rose doesn't understand. Like, he's so dumb. He doesn't understand you can't say, like, <laughs> look, because, like, pretty much every time she texts me, we, she wants me to fuck her. So I just figured she wanted me to fuck her this time, too. Yeah, well, I I totally agree. I I don't know what else you would think. I I don't see the alternative. I'm not saying that, obviously, that doesn't mean that if she's, you know, incapacitated, you're allowed to have sex with her, but... Or you and your two buddies? Yeah, but it's not like if you fuck a chick all the time and that's the extent of your entire relationship, you're going to show up... Hey, so are you sure about this? I mean, it's just not the way shit works, you know? I, I like how he said his thing was like, he knew he'd been set up because... He knew, after the fact, he was because the next morning she was acting kind of weird. I'm like, well, dude, she was blackout drunk and covered in three dudes fucking jizz all over her fucking orifices. That can make you a little funky in the morning. <laughs> that can extend your hangover pretty pretty badly. It, it does make me wonder what happened. So they were at his house, which is like you know a badass pad he was renting, yeah. and then she got drunk and went home. 
And then I think what happened is she she texted him. It was like, yes. come over and fuck me and uh, or whatever. Um, but I, I just don't get why the, she went back to her shitty apartment. And it does seem not typical. And how far was it? Because we've all had that thing where a chick's like, hey, come meet me in Long Beach. And you're just weighing yeah, yeah. Like, the, the drive <laughs> no, no. versus how much you really want to. Yeah, like down the hall in the dorm, yes. Yeah. But fucking like an hour in L.A. traffic. We've all two- had that Orange County thing. Like, you know what? I'm just going to. You got to get someone to drive. By the way, you're bringing two buddies. Uh, here's my. If you're bringing two buddies along to have sex with a girl at 2 in the morning, you deserve to go to be arrested for something you've done something wrong if nothing else is really well, bad that's my point is that it i think a gangbang like guys that like watching gangbangs and shit like yeah. that is inherently rapey like you're it's, yes. you're just trying to demean the woman as much as possible yes and that's what this reminds me of so whether if you're if you're, if you're already six five and whatever 230 and you're a muscular guy that's already puts you in the very dominant position over a woman yeah if you have two other dudes with you are the same that then by therefore you're then collectively 30 times stronger than she is, and she completely helpless. But, you know, chicks, let's not pretend that chicks don't like that, some of them. I mean, there are chicks that get into that. Uh, you, Matt's uh, saying, just Brian, mark this down where Matt says women like to be raped by <laughs> lots of gang rape by lots of people. But even if that's, like, I'm playing devil's advocate and Jezebel here, but even if that's their fantasy, that still doesn't allow the guys to fucking do that shit. So you got to be, yeah. as a guy, you got to be thinking, like, okay, it's two in the morning, she's drunk, she's a fucking skeevy whore. Who I don't trust. Who I don't trust at all. Where's your fucking instinct? So I'm gonna bring my two buddies over and fuck her, and then maybe she'll just forget about it. Like you know, you gotta have to have some instinct. Like this guy, Derek Rose, by the way, he pays her. He can get any girls he wants. He can get girls back to his place anytime he wants to. Yeah. What the hell's he? What the hell's he doing? He's a sex bell. He's running a fucking it's across a, town. It's a bunch of ne'er do wells, and you gotta wonder because the chick's roommate apparently. Um, kind of saw the three guys coming in and was like, oh, yeah, they're all going to fuck her. And then she just like kept watching TV. <laughs> yes, yes. I was like, wow, how is that normal? I, I would think you might be like, hey, are you sure? That's either the best or the worst roommate ever. Because I kind of <laughs> admire the roommate who does not get involved in your shit at all. But clearly she could have prevented some bad shit from going down by just saying, like, look, one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> like the two of you guys, you can watch TV with me here while you take turns. I also wonder if it has something, because Rose... You know, growing up in the south side of Chicago, you know, he has ties to the Bloods because I think you kind of have to when you're a high-profile poor guy uh, who's black. Um, but isn't that like a gang thing? Like, they all fuck each other in kind of gangbang style to initiate themselves into the gang? I can't tell you my blood initiation went, dude. I'm not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> Although, you should, you should, we should mention that the uh, police officer investigating the uh, Derek Rose crime uh, just wound up dead. Shot in the chest. <laughs> shot in the chest. Shot Suicide. In the chest. Yeah. You know how people like to shoot themselves in the chest when they're killing themselves? That is weird, man. If I had to bet on it, I'd say probably coincidence, but um, it's weird, right? An odd coincidence. Again, pointing to the fact that what Alan wrote in his email, Derek Rose should have settled this a year ago, paid her whatever fucking $2 million, her and her, her, and her whatever fucking skeevy whore family just said, you know what? You got this contract. You can never talk about shit again. This goes away. You don't want to open... When you're rich and famous, the whole point of being rich and famous is you can do whatever you want and get away with it. Yeah. He's not literally getting away with it now. But by the way, whatever he saves in money tour, he's spending in legal fees. So he's not saving and any money. Like endorsements, you know. Endorsements. He's fucking missing preseason games for the Knicks now at his fucking rape to test a civil rape trial. I mean, that's just that's just dumb, man. That's just someone like he needs. I know he's dumb. He needs a smarter guy around him to just like say, look, dude, just fucking drop this shit. Me, I should be that guy. He I needs told him a that. Jew. He does not need his buddies from yes. the block. You would be the guy saying, D- so Derek, stand up for yourself, man. Someone's got to take a stand against these fucking hoary women. <laughs> you know, like, he's just not the right guy. All right, Alan, you're correct. I was totally right. Matt still remains wrong. And when even worse shit comes out and fucking, you know, Derek Rose fucking hangs himself, I'm going to be proven exactly right. 
right, Matt, let me ask you, what do you think when I say the acronym BABIES? <laughs> BABIES. B-A-B-I-E-S, uh, BABIES. Something, all oh, BABIES allowed, changing tables in a... I don't even know what that stands for. You would probably think of the Bathrooms Accessible in Every Situation Act. So it's like BAEED. <laughs> BAEASA Babies. Uh, they changed, they took, they, they broke the rules of acronyms. First of all, I don't like when people, I don't like acronyms to begin with. Acronyms to me is like the fucking like least, lowest level of intelligence <laughs> way to put together a cause. Or <laughs> If it works, if it's like, if, it, if well, it's obvious that like, it works. I don't like like SPCA stands for, you know, preventing cruelty to animals. That actually stand, but when they actually come with a cute acronym that spells something out, it's always forced. Like we're rape. It's the Reliance Action Protective. Whatever. Yeah, like, it's like would you really call it that if no. it didn't form the acronym? Yeah, it's, an acronym is not supposed to spell a word. That's why you have an acronym. <laughs> so like you defeat the purpose of the acronym by calling this baby. So it's a federal act passed. Obama just signed a law. By the way, when's the last? What's the last law before this? You know, Obama signed into law before he leaves. No, what's the last before? Previous to the Babies Act. What is the last act that Obama uh, law that Obama signed into law that came from Congress? I have no idea. Maybe the don't ask, don't tell. Thing. No one knows. No one really knows. He probably signs hundreds a year. I don't know. Nobody knows. It's just like that's the whole point. No one knows what he's actually done. Like I mean, we know about Obamacare that passed a few years ago, shit yeah. like that. But like this was the first. I saw a news announcement about him passing this law. That's the first thing I saw a news story about him signing into law. Right. That I can even remember. Right. And this is babies. The Bathrooms Accessibility in Every Situation Act. Very important, I know, to you, to Brian, to myself. Uh, this will allow for, uh, insist that all federal properties with bathrooms have changing tables for, in <laughs> the public restrooms have changing tables in the men's room as well as the women's room. And by the way, I didn't think we were even calling the men's room and women's room anymore. <laughs> so I thought that was out of style. <laughs> so, but whatever they are, the previously existing men's rooms will now have to have baby changing tables to recognize the fact that men often now take care of infants and they need a place to change the babies. Okay. Matt, let me ask you. Is this the most controversial thing you ever heard of? And and also, how would you feel while you're trying to take a dump in the public restroom and some dude's change, changing his baby next to you? I've never seen a baby in a, a male restroom ever. Um, in fact, I've never... I rarely... A guy will bring his boy in there. I've never seen, like... like infant? Kid girls in there, little girls. But you, it goes the other way. Like, uh, people bring uh, boys into the women's bathroom. Well, that there's a, why do you think... I mean, why do you think... This is a softball question. <laughs> Why do you think women, moms, bring their boys into the women's room until just is so late of an age they can't possibly do it anymore without being embarrassed? Why do you think they do that? Uh, it's just convenience. Well, they know how disgusting nature. the men's rooms are. Yeah. Everyone knows how disgusting the men's rooms are. Even foremost, first and foremost, men know how disgusting men's rooms are. We don't like yeah. men, don't, other than like George Michael working the Beverly Hills one. Uh, guys, guys don't. Guys hate going to the men's room. Like they go when they fucking absolutely possibly have to. They're filthy. And what could be filthier than a changing table in a men's <laughs> restroom? Well, the handicap stall. But yeah, <laughs> like, but yeah. So guys know. I mean, inherently, guys are maybe don't have a maternal instinct, and you know they don't know how to take care of babies the same way women take care of babies. But one thing they know is that like. Men's rooms are way too disgusting a place to change a baby, to fucking get your baby naked and fucking clean it. Yeah, there was some asshole on uh, the Today Show who, who this is like his thing that he picked was fighting for like changing tables in bathrooms, which it's like you're obviously a total loser. And uh, I, I don't even know how you ever fucked a woman. Um, but he, he was changing it like to prove his point, like on the floor in the men's room. And it's like, 
Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> That's like, so gross. Why don't you just find a corner of the mall or a fucking anywhere you know, sidewalk? I mean, literally, I don't know. literally anywhere else. But there is cleaner than the bathroom on men's room floor. Yeah, even after it's been mopped by the by the old guy who comes in who's blind and mops, <laughs> pretends to mop it with the fucking pee bucket that he hasn't changed in three years. It's not. That, literally, the men's room is the most disgusting, bacteria gross place on the entire planet. And the fact that you would get your baby, I mean, even your baby's covered in shit, the fact that you would, like, get your baby naked and exposed in that in a men's room, just forget about the fucking weird-ass pedophiles and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Just the fucking germ factor. There cannot be a place on this planet that's more germ-filled than a men's room. Yeah, we don't need this. It's not, um, I'm, like, very libertarian on this. Like, if you run a business or a, a, any kind of public building, you shouldn't have to put in the fucking baby changing table just because someone says you have to. You shouldn't have to put a ramp in so a, a handicapped person can go uh, to the powerlifting section of the gym or whatever. You know, um, it's, I don't know what this item costs. Probably 100, 150 bucks. What I'm about sure the some- dudes in wheelchairs who have those big muscles who lift really heavy? Oh, they're top heavy. Yeah, like really big because they they're paraplegics well, and they have huge muscles. I love those knuckle guys. your ass up there. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, since when? Do, how come you get to go everywhere that everyone can go? There's a problem. You can't walk. So I would say, like, as far as nature goes, I don't think you're really supposed to go to all the places. Like, what are we going to build one uh, to the fucking uh, up, up uh, Runyon Canyon? Oh no, this isn't handicap accessible. We have to close this hiking trail. Uh, what are you supposed to go up to the top I of the pyramid? Make, There's certain shit a, you're not supposed to be able to do. I think we make a general like is it a big pain in the ass to like put up braille so blind people can read this no then do it yeah. like as long as it's not a big pain in the ass as long as it doesn't take a huge effort I think we sh- you know you would naturally just as a human want to accommodate people yeah but I agree with you when it takes an undue effort it's like it can be cost prohibitive or it's just a huge pain in the ass or like we talked about Shriver and Santa Monica wanting people in their private homes to build ramps to their in front of their homes for in case you get visited by someone in a wheelchair yeah that's an undue burden right Putting up, like, you know, Braille, when you're making placards, adding Braille to it doesn't seem to be a big deal. Right. Uh, or if you're building a front entrance to a building and putting in a new, you know, handicap access ramp, doesn't seem like a big deal to me. Uh, but you're right. I mean, there's how far do the accommodations go? Like, if you're, you know, so, yes, I don't have a got off the fact that you're changing babies next to fucking shit. Well, I'm just thinking, like, <laughs> there's going to be some, you know, government contracts now. Someone's going to sell these changing tables for oh, yeah. 500 bucks a pop and oh, yeah. they cost 20 dollars to make. And you and I can both agree and, and uh, that we've never seen a single man change a baby's diaper in a bathroom before. Never seen a baby in a bathroom. I've seen those changing, the signs for the change, like at the airport that just stands for the changing table, but I always think, every time I see it, I think the same thing. Who the fuck would change their baby on the fucking this disgusting... I'm not even touching anything. I'm using my sleeves and shit not to touch anything. I'm trying desperately not to look at anything. I don't want the bacteria enveloping me. Yeah. I just want to get in. And by the way, I'm only going because I'm about to shit my pants or about to piss my pants. Every guy knows you only go in a fucking public restroom when you're desperate. Why would you fucking take anywhere, a park bench, a roadside, your trunk of your car, anywhere you can possibly think of as a cleaner place in a men's room to change your baby? Yeah, not to mention it's pretty rare. I understand that gay uh, couples have babies now occasionally, but um, it's just exceedingly rare for a male, single male, to have a baby. Um, it's extremely rare. And by the way, if you were if you were a straight couple and you and you were the wife, the mom, and you found out that your husband was changing the baby in the men's room, <laughs> you would take the baby. She would take the baby away from you because even women now. Like as nice as it sounds, it's fucking disgust. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah, we don't need the table, and and we don't need any more of this 
shit forced upon us. I mean, it's bad. It's going to get down to small businesses. You know, you're running yes. a, a little coffee shop or a fucking tavern, and someone's going to say sue you because you don't have a changing table uh, in the tequila bar. Like, it, it's never going <laughs> to stop. And this is this. By the reason I bring this up, it's not only because it's called babies, even though that's not the right acronym, and it's kind of funny. And I have to think about little tiny infant babies being changed next to dudes who are fucking shitting out their Montezuma's revenge in the airport. <laughs> airport toilets, by the way, are the absolute worst. Because it's a combination of people that are traveling internationally, people that are fucking have no fucking time and are running late to places, and people that still manage to write graffiti on the walls. <laughs> and are passing through and are totally anonymous. Totally anonymous, passing through. So no repercussions for... Just, just had breakfast in Bangladesh that morning. <laughs> oh, my God. So fucking bad coconuts in Bangladesh this morning. Yeah, I mean, that's the most disgusting place. And you see the fucking... Because the federal institution, you see those places with the baby change table. thing like... Who fucking bothered to make a baby? You might as well just be fucking arrested for abusing your child by fucking getting them naked in a place like that. It's so fucking horrible. But here's the point. This is what government does now. If you look at like laws that get passed in Sacramento for us in California or D.C., nothing gets done on the big issues. Absolutely nothing gets done on the big issues. Like, no one's addressing Social Security, Medicare... Or military trade. budgets, trade. Nothing, nothing absolutely gets ever this signed. Horrible law. pipeline. Yeah. So what gets signed is some pet congressman or some representative's pet thing because some dude did an Instagram post having to change his baby on the floor. Yeah, it's a total bullshit way to pretend that you're doing something. Yeah, that's that's what goes on in the fucking uh, Oval Office desk to be signed the law, the babies, the Babies Protection Act. Yeah. Why don't we start with the big stuff and then we'll get down to that if yeah. need be. Make that a voluntary I'm for good, now. Man. Thank you. All right, Matt, uh, one day when you have a baby, I would like you to change, <laughs> take some photos. Just like, can you just get one of those blue, you know, imagine taking one of those blue lamps into like the men's room, like a public men's room, like at an airport or any one of those places. <laughs> like if you could actually see, if you brought in like one of those microscopic cameras and just wipe the swab the place down, you would be so foul. You would just vomit. I think you just vomit. I would rather just carry the baby around with a bunch of shit in his diaper. Isn't that why we have diapers? Yes. I mean, I mean this yeah, is diapers, not diapers do fail every now and then. The baby's fucking uncomfortable. You've got to change. But like I said, anywhere else but where the law just said you have to have a changing table is a better place than that. Yeah. All right, go home. And by the way, that only makes the bathroom smell is fucking horrible in those places. That only makes it fucking worse. Keep your babies at Good home. Point. Listen, stop making babies. Matt Hate, let's at least ride the Matt Hate segment. <laughs> Matt, if your uh, constitution will allow it, though you had a little issue, some issues today, mm. your constitution will allow you to boil up something inside of yourself that doesn't come out the bottom but comes out the top. <laughs> We're doing the Matt Hate segment. <laughs> this is a much, much uh, complimented segment from last week. Uh, I read your writings during the week and I see what you hate the most. You hate everything, but what you hate the most. <laughs> and what really got you hate filled this week was NBC. You have 60 seconds. To explain why you're so angry at NBC this week. Well, I'd have to preface this with, you know, I am a progressive person. Preface this um, counting against your 60 seconds, by the way. <laughs> uh, so NBC had this, NBC employees, Billy Bush, who at first I said, you know. I'm interrupting your six seconds. Can you be called Billy at past the age of 12? No. <laughs> That's just well, if you look like fucking Peter Pan like that, maybe. maybe. He, their whole family is very elfin. He's a legitimate Bush. He's he's George H.W. Bush. I don't nephew. care what you are. You can't have a Y at the end of your name past the age of like Little League. Once you're out of Little League, that has to stop. So NBC's, empl- I agree. NBC's employing Billy Bush to do his stupid ass interviews that anyone on the planet can do. So he's an employee of this. So they see, they find the tape of Trump uh, pussy pussy grabbing. So NBC, due to uh, uh, the higher ups, multiple higher ups, say, "Well, we don't want to release this 
tape of Trump and Billy Bush saying the pussy grabbing because we want to strategically release it uh, to impact the election uh, as highly as possible. Well, let me if, let me jump into your hate here for a second because it looks like now that it looks like now I don't read the, you only read the paper every other day. It looks like now that actually they had the tape back way back when, mm-hmm. but that was when Trump was a big Clinton supporter. And he was donating to the going to the weddings or whatever else, and he was donating to the. He was a Democrat then, uh-huh. and that's why they didn't. Re, that's why they made they didn't release it back then. Oh, okay. So even worse, right? Worse. <laughs> and then their plan after that was to uh, edit out um, Billy Bush's sort of participation and focus solely on the Trump stuff, which is, you know, mischaracterizing the yes. entire thing. Of course, just to protect someone that works for you. It's a by little the way. old Russian, old, old USSR style <laughs> news news editing, right? So then. Uh, they release the tape. It gets leaked, basically, because there was some disagreement as to when to release it. So then Billy Bush is apparently participating in rape culture as if anyone takes that dude seriously on anything. So then they suspend him, even though they've known about it for, what, years at this point? Ten years, yes. So it wasn't really a big deal until it became covered in the news, which, you know, morality is not... That's not how you're supposed to legislate your morality, is no. by, like, what people are paying attention to. If you think he did something wrong, you're supposed to suspend him. Yeah, I believe every speech ever given by anybody on morality always says, like, it's what you, how you act in private that is your morality, right. not how you act in public after you've been caught. Uh, so NBC... And they're essentially on record as saying, like, yeah, we wanted to make Trump look really bad. There's a problem when... You have news programs that people watch, which are supposedly objective, and now you clearly, which is what Republicans always say, which I don't think is quite true, but in this instance it is, that there's a liberal bias, even though Hillary's not really liberal, but still, they have an agenda that they don't want Trump to win, and they're essentially on record now as saying we were trying to slam him because we want Hillary to win, who, by the way, uh, if you look at her campaign, contributed to DLA Piper uh, next to a bunch of Wall Street banks and cable providers. Uh, That's the top ten. And what they do is they legislate antitrust mergers between media conglomerates. So it's not uh, especially... Uh, curious that the media does want Hillary to win because it's going to allow them to fuck over the American public even more. Um, but I like, you can't, by the way, your hate is even better when you're bringing corporate conspiracies. You can't have... It's not a conspiracy. Well, it is a conspiracy, a conspiracy, but it's yes. out there. It's a fact. I mean... It's you, not a fake conspiracy. It's a real conspiracy. You can't, you can't have a news program when you're openly when you have an agenda that's not how the news is supposed to work yes like when fox news says we're not biased to anyone but they when they always say in our news reporting <laughs> even though three quarters of their of their shows are not news reporting they are fake news reporting mm-hmm. they're just pretending to be news reporting so they mean like the two hours a day when they do straight news yeah they're not by they cover each clinton trump exactly the same yeah but then they have 22 hours of other programming where they slam slam clinton just call it editorial i mean i I think we should do away with objectivity in general because it's impossible to be objective and you know like i would read articles about uh the bush administration and they would sort of be like well they told this really egregious lie and then they would sort of like analyze it as though it was valid and that's half the article and it's like that's not objectivity you you don't have to give credence to shit that doesn't make any sense well that's why i like the, the newspapers at least the newspapers all come out with who they endorse every election Right. So at least that's honest. So like, at least you can say, like, okay, we're, we're behind... Well, there's no one behind Trump. There's no newspaper. But <laughs> at least they're saying, like, we endorse Hillary Clinton. So you can read and go, like, okay, they're support Clinton. So when you see an anti-Trump piece in their, art, in their newspaper, you take it in context. Yeah, I just... I don't know a lot about journalism. I don't think that's what you're supposed to do. I mean... Well, there's a tradition of newspaper... So not the reporters, but the editorial board gets together mm-hmm. every election cycle. And the editorial board, who's not related to the news reporters, uh, comes out as the official position of the editorial board based on their... 
political whatever the fuck they I mean, they always go Democrat, but I mean, it's like they come out and say, like, we reviewed who would be best for America kind of thing. Newspapers have always had that tradition. Now, they say it doesn't affect our reporting. It's just our editorial board, mm-hmm. our op-ed board, basically. But it really is just, you know, you're not going to fucking go against the guy who pays your paychecks if you're right. smart. Well, I would say now, I mean, if anyone had any uh, illusions, you know, mark NBC as a no in terms of a, a credible news outlet. And, and, and also the New York Times, you know, they, they had... They, they got uh, evidence during the 2004 election that uh, Bush had a wire on him, which was highly visible, and they had the information. And they said, we're not going to release this because we don't want it to influence the results of the election, which that's interesting on the other side because now you're just not reporting something newsworthy because you don't want it to, which I think is the point of news, is to influence things. I think, I mean, it's just, I think a lot of this, I used to really upset me, like it upsets you, into, into the level of Matt hate segments. <laughs> but I think this doesn't upset me so much, because I just see people as like, this is human nature. I mean, people are, you can know how much people are caught up in selection. And people that are super political tend to get into these jobs in these magazines and newspapers. These aren't people that are like, sort of just, you know, happy-go-lucky people. These are very politically driven people, generally, that get these jobs, mm-hmm. that work in these industries. People that go to work for NBC News or they go to work for New York Times, they're very politically driven people. So, of course, they're going to have strong political opinions. The idea that they're supposed to put that aside and not judge during an election when, everyone, when the tempers are flaring and shit like that, yeah. that's just not believable. So what it would be better to say is, like, look, I'm a reporter. I'm voting for Clinton. I like her because of this, this, and this. But here's my story. I'm going to try to be objective. Yeah, I, I agree. And... Um if you don't, think, I thought we were about to lose Brian in a big weed bust. <laughs> if you don't think what <laughs> what NBC did is fucked up, just imagine it was the other candidate. Just imagine it was the candidate that you don't like. If you're a Hillary supporter, so you think it's all right for them to try and sway the election with edited material to to try and put a hit piece out? Like if if you oh, think, I'm sure, I'm sure Fox News does that, but. Everyone knows that Fox right. News, but if, but if you're a if you're a, a Democrat, you're like, oh fuck Fox News. Well, guess what? Uh, NBC the is the same. the same exact thing. Nobody gets that. Now that hate was that hate was amazing. Uh, <laughs> I did. I just want to find someone that wasn't a short woman for you to pick on. <laughs> NBC. And the other thing that bothers me too is, by the way, I don't mind that outlet news outlets are very biased in their political coverage as long as they're honest about it. But the problem is, as you mentioned in your conspiracy of, of corporate conglomeration, there just aren't that many left anymore, right? Yeah. So there used to be six newspapers in every major town. I had like six or seven newspapers. Now there's like one or two. The news outlets are now Comcast. Universal must own half of them, right? Yeah. So, you know, now there's like you have a biased outlet, but that outlet can cover, covers everything. Just like we talk about Facebook, 50% of people get their news now from Facebook. So if Facebook is biased. That's pretty big impact. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why you have Fox. Um because Fox just said, well, you know, these other channels seem to more or less objectively report the news, if not a, a heavy sort of corporate slant. Um, and they're like, well, there's obviously a demographic open here <laughs> yes. of idiots, so yes. we'll just start doing Fox News. And, and they're doing quite well. I think they have better ratings than CNN. And, uh, oh, they have for the last 15 years, I think, and yeah. MSNBC combined. Yeah, good for them. All right, let's end that hate on a happy segment for people that make money. It's not us. <laughs> Uh, I'm doing my segment called The Unluckiest Bastard of the Week. That could be anybody. A few weeks ago, that was Brian hanging curtains. <laughs> this week, it's King Cairo. When I say King Cairo, you say, eh, you don't know who it is. It's Tigga's son. Mm-hmm. Tigga and Black China had a baby. My, my, I, my impression of how those two managed to have a baby a few years ago is they both, you know, they seem very oppor- like very opportunistic people. 
uh, who would not just fuck around without something being in it for them. My impression is that both Tiga as a low rent rapper and Black Chai as a stripper both assumed the other was going places financially. Mm. <laughs> Mistakenly so. Like, like Tiga thought, like, I ain't doing some of this rap thing, but this Black Chai looks like she's going to take off. She's in all these rap videos. She might have a thing going on I can hook on to. And Black Chai was like, ah, oh, Tiga, he was like in a fucking whatever, his Kanye video or something like that. He's going to be going places I can fucking make a baby with him. That's interesting. I, I and just, they both misjudged it really, really horribly. <laughs> misjudged it really I fucking horribly. I just had the visual of there's this bar by my house that everyone goes to when they can't get into the better bars. Yes. So I, I feel like they were both trying to fuck a Kardashian or some shit. And it was just like, no. This was pre-Kardashian, so this was before then. Well, I, uh, but I if mean, you're saying they just, they're just really low-rent people who just fuck I think they over. were both after something, and a lot of people were like, no, you're, just, you're not cool, and you're kind of yes. gross. So they're like, well, we can be gross together, you know. You've just swayed me towards your argument. I believe you're probably, you're, probably, <laughs> you're probably correct. Either way, they made a baby. They gave the baby the name. They named the baby the boy King Cairo, which, by the way, falls in my category of any time you give your kid a fucking obnoxious name, they're just doomed for failure in their life. I mean, it's yeah. bad enough the genes I get this kid got, but now you're just doomed. Like, King Cairo... It's who's one thing, watching the kid? I don't know who's watching the kid. I assume I'm going to go say, uh, because I'm racist, I'm going to say auntie. <laughs> uh, but here's the unlucky... Here's why King Cairo's unlucky. Not only did he have two shitty parents, but then his parents split. They were never married, but then they split up. They, they were living together. Then they split up. The dad, who's a loser with a fucking FICO score, a 400 FICO score, I think is the lowest... A really like a really C list of rapper dude. He's about five. Six, he's about five six. There's nothing worse than short people that aren't successful. Uh, then goes off, and then he starts banging a seventeen year old Kardashian, a Jenner girl, one of the Jenner girls. Hmm. Um, and and he starts living in her place because he's got no money and letting her buy letting her buy shit. And then the mom goes off, and she then goes and gets a pregnant by Rob Kardashian, who also isn't employed but has money and some financial prospects. So they prospects. were fucking each other, and now they're fucking siblings. Yeah, now they're fucking half-siblings. half-siblings. Yeah, now they're fucking half-siblings of the worst kind of people. Here's why uh, King Cairo is both literally and figuratively an unlucky bastard. Uh, <laughs> Imagine you have like two shitty parents and your shitty parents are so shitty with each other that they get split up, get divorced or break up or whatever and they go find other shitty people to be their husbands and wives. What are the odds you're going to get four of the shittiest, <laughs> you're gonna get four of the shittiest people on the planet out of that result? Like, I, you probably, I'm sure you know people that got kids of divorce and their parents got remarried or whatever happened and they got remarried. There's always at least one stepdad or one bio parent who's like the good one. Right. There's always one decent person out of those four. Like the other four that ultimately show up at your wedding in those embarrassing situations, there's always one that's at least reasonably cool. Mm-hmm. This Just, kid got stuck with the four shittiest people on the planet out right. of the possible four. Out of the possible four, the odds of that are so fucking long. That's true. Not, well, only, not only is he dealing with the genetics of being half Tiga, half Black China. That just means something really bad to begin with. Yeah. He's now got four shitty parental supervisors. Well, it's, I mean, I think the math on this one's a bit off because I always wonder why Latino people seem to actually like their families, which blows my mind. Yeah, I don't get that either. Um, but, you know, if you which have. Which is why I've advised you many times not to, uh, not to marry a Latino woman. Well, because uh, it means a lot, a lot of carrying the baby Jesus at Christmas. <laughs> You'll be doing a lot of holidays yeah, you never heard of before. Babies around. Well, Easter, I mean, Easter goes a week, dude. Just telling you. If you have nine brothers and sisters, you're gonna like three of them a lot, right? Yes. Because don't you just like whatever it is, twenty percent of the people you meet, kind of. Yes. And you know, maybe ten percent is just awful, awful bad apple. And it's really uncommon to have a family where they're all garbage, right? Usually, one of them would be cool. 
but that's not the case in this scenario. No, even in, even in a shitty, even with shitty parents, one kid ends up ends up by the time they're twelve, thirteen, going like, "Fuck, I don't want to be a shitty guy." And they end up like taking off and being a decent person. Yeah, like the Jehovah's Witness family. There's always you know yeah. two of them. They're like, "Fuck this." There's probably some decent Dugars out there somewhere, right? Not, they're not all like odds are. There's gonna I be. I bet you one or two of the Dugars are cool. Yes. People are like, dude, your brother. I know, my brother. I got 17 brothers. One of them is like, some of them are okay. There's always one person in these scenarios that's that's like, hey, I'm not doing your stupid reality show. You know, like like Paris Hilton's sister. She's like, fuck this. She's she's probably cool. She is uh, boring as hell, doesn't do anything. But she's just a rich girl who doesn't do anything. She's fine. Well, that was a bad example. (laughs) But she's like, I'm not cool, but I'm saying she's not horrible. She She just likes to shop and do whatever, but whatever. She's not bugging anybody. Right. Uh, this unlucky bastard, King Kyra, started with a name, started with his parents, now a step parent. I'm like, hey, here's your stepmom. She's night. She's just turned 19. She's supporting me by getting naked on Snapchat a lot. Who's his stepmom? Kylie Jenner now. Well, not married yet, but they're living together. Kylie Jenner. Oh. The young one who just turned 19. So that's her stepmom. Well, that person shouldn't be He's around a-, a kid, really. No, not really. She is a kid. So there's there's that. Uh, just I felt, I was just re- it just struck me the story. Like, there's all these happy Snapchats of them, like, you know, the kid downstairs while the Tig is banging her upstairs. And I'm thinking, like, this kid, like, can't, there's not even one. He didn't get the luck of one fucking step-parent or step-whatever to be in his life who can at least, like, fucking run away with him somewhere. <laughs> or at least, like, during visit visitations and holidays, he gets to have one reasonably cool adult in his life. You know, his grandfather, is, is, his grandfather has tits. <laughs> So there's that. There's that. And his mom's and, a fucking and whore. Decidedly uncool. Uh, you know, independent of the tits. Yes, and his his mom is about to have another baby with a, a Kardash- with a fat unemployed Kardashian dude who's fucking. He wants to kill the himself. kid has zero chance. He'd be way no better chance. off in the in the trailer park. None chance. If that kid is it like has a relatively normal life at eighteen, it'll be the biggest miracle that's ever happened. Like in the raising of a child ever. No, there's just no way it can nope. happen. I mean, these people. You know, they they flaunt, they have expensive jewelry and cars. Um, you know, they all fuck each other. They they're they're really just like awful white trash people. They just happen to live in Los Angeles. Yeah, and be black. Uh, yeah. Well, not those. These they're ones. They're kind of black. Well, they <laughs> fuck black guys. Yeah, that's kind of the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> Check it. All right, King Kyra, congratulations! You're our luckiest bash of the week. Brian will be driving over with your. Uh, I don't know, fucking pills, <laughs> some sort of, some sort of uh, poisonous pills to leave this world in. <laughs> well, don't do that, Brian. That's probably illegal, technically. <laughs> I right, man, I want to ask you. Eric has an email for us. Uh, you wrote about this this week. Uh, Kesha, Kesha is fighting in uh, court to not to have. By the way, I can't believe this fucking rape trial is still going on. I mean, how is this rape contract trial still... It seems like it's been going on for five years now. I thought they dismissed the... Is it the um, defamation one? It's a defamation. There's another lawsuit still going on. I think there's also uh, been uh, appeals to the one she lost. Mm. Lawsuits go on forever, basically, if you just keep paying attorneys. They will just go on forever. So with her her suit with Dr. Luke saying she wanted to get... Because he raped her, she claims he drugged and raped her, and she wants to get out of her production contract with Sony and Dr. Luke. Uh, now, Dr. Luke's people are asking for her medical records to be made uh, public to the attorneys, uh, privy to the attorneys for deposition, which means they ultimately will become public. Yeah. She's fighting desperately to have the medical records not become public. Why would they become public? Cause they'll, because they'll be in depos- they'll be in deposition record. Oh, and that's open to the public? Well, no, I don't know if the full records, but they could bring up issues from her medical record in the During deposition. the trial? Yes, okay. during, during the deposition. During the, okay, gotcha. So they could say, what about this on page whatever? And it turns out the, the deposition, the medical records are 900 pages long. That blows my mind. 
So Erica wants to know, would Kesha's medical records be the most disgusting document ever published <laughs> since the dawn of the printing press? I believe it was 1545. I'm taking a trivia test in Gutenberg. Uh, if you have a 900-page, if you're 30 years old, around 30, a woman uh, with a dubious sexual history, uh, and you have a 900-page medical record, uh, what can you imagine positive that would be <laughs> that would be in there? I don't how know. Much, how, much, how, much, how much of that 900 pages is a glowing health report? Well, I don't know how it works. I mean, if you go to the doctor, I've, I've been a doctor a few times in my life, and they'll, they give you the uh, your blood test work and maybe... Pee in a cup, you get a blood test. Whatever test it is. I, yeah. I feel like they've actually given me the pages, and it's been like five or six pages at the most. Probably five or six pages per visit, and that's so, for a, a full physical that you're doing once a so year. So if we did the math on that, that would be hundreds and hundreds of visits, right? Uh, for that, yeah. Now, if you have a serious medical situation where requiring lots of visits, that's where it starts to rack, add up. And then you add to the fact that you're desperately trying not to make it be made public. Like I said, if she had like leukemia... She's not going to want that to be private because she's going to want that to come out because that's sympathetic. So, uh, you know, someone as, as myself, uh, being a, a cancer survivor, I bring that up whenever I can. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get free big, super big gulps. Big gulps turn to super big gulps <laughs> just like that. I mean, you play that shit as, as much as you can. So if it, was up, if it was some kind of sympathetic illness, you think she would just want that to come out? So what is in those not her pages, Matt? This is like the Hillary Clinton's medical records. What's in there that's so fucking horrible? I'm assuming that they're going to say, well, right here, because it said psychiatric, medical, and gynecological or some shit. So they're going to say, uh, well, clearly you have a mental disorder because you maybe you were seeing a psychiatrist and they said that you're batshit nuts. Um, I don't know if the vagina part, because uh, I know if you get raped, you... you go and get tested they look Rape at care. your vagina yeah, and yeah. stuff um, which I don't think she did because they never had sex um, yeah that's a, so <laughs> I don't that know that make the rape kit far less interesting I don't know what would be in there I mean well, I how, think how, it's, how come it's you said be... she's a slut Why do, what evidence is there of that oh I never said the word slut no, I said I she was, uh, yeah, you said that. I said uh, uh, liberal sexual history. Oh. Well, there's this shit. I, I don't know. Again, it's all this is all hearsay. There were photos of her released uh, where she was covered in jizz. Oh, yeah. I didn't see those. Yeah, but now those could well, have. What been, could be worse than that? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> well, she said it wasn't her at the time. She said it wasn't her. It was just someone who looked a lot like her. And it was around the time that she claimed Doctor Luke raped her. What do you mean by covered in jizz? There was a shot of her on her back, uh, like post-coital. Like a bukkake and, thing? And she had jizz on uh, nah, Just one guy's jizz, I would say, judging by the amount. I'm not an expert. Oh. But uh, like on her chest. Well, that's harmless. <laughs> yes, that's like... Well, you saw like the Kate Upton, uh, Justin Verlander shots, right? Unfortunately. Like that, except uh, not Kate Upton, so you really want to look at it for... <laughs> you really want to see it. So it's very similar to that, only Kesha instead of Kate Upton, so you didn't really want to see it when your friend sent it to you. Well, uh, so why would she not want that out there? I don't know. She probably has herpes, I'm just guessing, because she looks gross. 900 pages of herpes? But you know, so, the, so this is like the Clinton thing. So this is how we talk about the pressure thing. I think like... Outside of STDs, I'm, I'm willing to say that like STDs should be like, okay, those are embarrassing, so we're going to say everything STD is redacted. I say put it out there, man. we got to teach the kids that it's not cool to have STDs. Yeah, well, they're just, just point you can say all those black bar marks they have in redaction, that, that's fucking herpes. That's what, that's what that is. You don't want to have the black bar and stuff. It's got to be fucking horrible. So I, Erica, I think, was thinking we would just guess what the kinds of things it would be. But uh, outside of STDs and mental illness, I think it kind of has a cover because everything else is kind of sympathetic, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, is that you know, I, you know, IBS might be embarrassing, or like some diarrhea situations, <laughs> you know, uh, whatever else might be. But basically, I think you're looking at. I don't. Well, I can't do think they, of what's embarrassing medically, other than 
STDs and mental illness, probably. Do they only... I feel like they should only have to provide, like, anything relevant, really. Well, but who's going to decide what's relevant? Well, just some stuff like the diarrhea. I don't see how that would factor in. No, but they'd have to have... They'd have to go... They, the attorneys would have to go through the entire medical record to see what was relevant. That's why they're asking for them to be released. It's, it's, it's an intimidation tactic, clearly. Uh-huh. To clearly say, like, we're going to get this if you don't drop the suit. I mean, clearly lawyers do that, do that for a reason. There's probably something going on. I mean, if my medical records were released, I wouldn't care, I, honestly, because there's, there's nothing wrong with it me. You could be like Trump. Are you going to go to Dr. Oz and go, like, <laughs> should I audience or should I not? Well, I just happen to have him here underneath my chair. <laughs> Take a look at him. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, last time I went, because... Uh, you know, I figure I haven't been a doctor in like 15 years. I should probably go. Yeah, every, I think they recommend every 15 years. Yeah, every 15 years <laughs> yes. or so. Well, you know, you're going in there. There's like you get some fucking weird infection in there. I, I don't know. I just say like stay away from sick people, really. Um, but he was looking you don't like at sit in the, the waiting room where people are hacking. No, no. And, you know, and you know they're all there because they're sick. You've yeah. actually volunteered to sit in a room of people who have self-described as ill. Yeah, for for an hour. For an hour, say, stay away. Yeah. Stay away. Can they, can't they let you outside and call your number when it's time to go? Like, <laughs> like we got a fucking like, you know, Dave and Buster's. At least you get the vibrating thing. You know, that lets you know when your table's ready. <laughs> you have to hang out. It is pretty refreshing to to always confirm that you don't have AIDS. Like that's. That's always a, a good day. You know, you walk out of that office and you're like, man, yes. I'm going to get myself a glass of champagne or Can something. Can I give you a hint on another way to confirm that? You need to stop having unprotected sex with men. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from that IV, need- IV needle use. You're pretty good. No, I was I was nervous because I was, I was hitting the booze pretty hard for the last uh, 10 years or so. And so the guy was... <laughs> I uh, say the last 10 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was reading the... He's like, uh, all right, cholesterol, good. You know, uh, yeah, lungs, good, all this stuff. And then he goes... Uh, Liver, great. And I was like, "How the? F- how yeah, is that that's possible?" That's, that's that's where people learn that that everything in medicine is genetics. Yeah, it just doesn't really matter if you have bad genetics, you're fucked no matter what. If you have good genetics, you're like that guy who smokes two packs a day till he's 110. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's all it's all genetics. Your 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 liver is your liver, no matter what you do to it. It's got a good. You got a good one or a bad. There's going to be in 900 pages. There's going to be some bad, embarrassing shit in there just by by fucking numbers, you know. Uh, 900 pages seems like a lot to me. I think if we get a hole and we're definitely going to read them. We'll do a dramatic reading of them <laughs> last minute Earth podcast. That'll be is can, anal warts a real thing, or is it just something people say? Uh, like when you wish it upon somebody, uh, or worry you're going to get it? I would think well, it is. I know there's like genital warts, but I don't get I how get warts anywhere one in your kind body. of wart is like, we're just going to grow around someone's asshole. It's like, what kind of wart is that? I, it's a very unlucky wart. Like, <laughs> if, you're born, if you're born a wart... You're like, what did I get? You got anal. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. that's just really, that's just really it seems bad. so specific. That's just like, it's like those ringworms or whatever it is that you have to, they only go around the ass. That's just like, you got the bad, you got I, the bad I didn't parasite. Know that was a thing. Yeah, you got the bad parasite. Oh, you know how you test for that? You know how you test for a ringworm? No. Uh, they, it goes in the ba- babies that get dirty because they can't find any changing tables at airports and men's rooms. <laughs> so babies get ringworm. Uh, like, whatever. I think ringworm is the right wor- name of the worm. They're little tiny, not, not microscopic. You can see them, but they're tiny. What you do to test for them is uh, when your kid is a uh, baby infant sleeping at night, you should put tape, scotch tape over their asshole. Uh-huh. And then, because the berms come out at night, to uh, they, they live in the ass during the day. Oh, my God. And uh, would you like to eat some pizza while I'm talking about this? They live in the ass during the day. <laughs> Or is it night? And then nighttime when they when they're sleeping, they come outside to get their to mate to do their other oh, shit. No. So you put you put scotch tape over the kid, little kid's rectum, and then you capture the worms coming out at night. Jesus, I'm so glad I don't have. So kids. you have to you got to pull back the tape. Someone's job in the morning is to pull back the tape and look for the worms. Mm-hmm. So. 
That's a job you don't I'm see. I'm frightened of worms, by the way. So that story just really... That's a job you don't see like on Craigslist. Oh, there probably is one for a kinky guy. Uh, now I've kind of completely lost track of what's going on. Oh, yeah. So uh, anal warts, anal worms, those could be in there, too. <laughs> see, if you weren't going to say anything disgusting, I was going to bring up disgusting stories. <laughs> Erica, if, you're, if we find out, you will find out. Trust me. All right, our final segment today is What Has My Panties in a Bunch? What has my panties in a bunch this week, you asked, Matt? Uh, clowns. Clown, even worse than clowns. If you could think of, like, what could be worse than a clown than a grown adult dressing up like a clown are clown bandwagoners. Because mm-hmm. it takes the two things you hate the most, which are clowns. Hipstery. Hipster bandwagoners and clowns. It combines with the clown, clown bandwagoners. So I don't know when this exactly started, but a month or two ago in Carolina, they were having sightings of, you know, adults, obviously, grown, dressed up as clowns, just innocuously going around the neighborhood and scaring kids. Mm-hmm. Like, just appearing out of the trees, like, appearing behind people's alleyways. They weren't doing anything. Clearly, these were pranksters. And not a bad prank, I have to say, in terms of scaring the shit out of people. Mm-hmm. Just to dress up like a scary clown, just kind of walk innocuously around town in the dark. That is kind of fucking frightening. And I could see, especially if you were super high, how that would be really funny to watch kids scream and run. Right. So, it's funny the first time. It's mildly funny. Clowns, everybody hates clowns. But then, of course, it became an internet phenomenon. So now everybody who doesn't think of their own ideas has to dress up like a clown and do it, too. <laughs> and it's come really full circle to the point now, like, meth heads are doing it. It's like leaving their kids, leaving their kids unattended, the babies unattended at home while they're out, like, just clowning around. It's like the ultimate meth head activity, isn't it? Yeah. You dress up like a clown, which you feel makes you feel good. You leave your, forget it, you have a baby at home, and you go scare little kids in the park and hope to find fucking needles or shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been other adults. Here's the thing. If you're an adult, there's really no reason for you to be... Outside of Halloween, I'll give you a pass on Halloween. There's no reason for you to be dressing up in a costume in the first place. Dress up like a clown. If you're not going to a biker bar to scare bikers and take a fucking assault to your face, <laughs> scaring kids at a park is funny on Halloween. Yeah. But those are usually kids you know, by the way. You come to your house for trick-or-treating or your friend's kids or things like that. Going out to like a city park and scaring random kids as a full-grown adult in a clown costume is pretty fucking... It's- Scary. Crossing a line of some sort. It's crossing some molestation line, and I think we should be able to shoot clowns. There's got to be a law. Fuck it, the baby's law. Obama needs to pass a law saying, like, anyone, any adult, anyone over the five feet tall dressed as a clown can be shot on can be shot on sight. Well, I was doing, I was working on this prank show, and there's some YouTube videos of a of a. Were you, were you naked on that show too? You're naked on all the shows oh, you work on. No, luckily not. We used to call it porn. There's this clown, this super scary clown, and this was like a segment they did in some country where they don't have laws. And so the guy was in a parking lot, and when unsuspecting people would walk by, he had this giant uh, mallet, and he would smash this corpse, and blood would go everywhere. And then he would kind of chase the people, and I was like, "Oh, we should just copy that." And they're like, "Well, no, because you can't get insurance for that because someone will shoot you." Yes. And so I'm surprised that no one's shot them yet because if you're a guy in Florida, you know, that kind of a Zimmerman guy that's just looking for a reason to shoot somebody, why not just shoot a fucking clown? Uh, I would. I don't, I, don't, I don't like to shoot people, but I would if I had to. And if I saw a clown, I would shoot it, especially around my kids. If they got anywhere near kids yeah. or like in a park, even just as a vigilante, if I saw them scaring kids at a park, I would just fucking train my gun on them. The Gacy shoot. thing, you know, is still fresh in people's minds because it's so goddamn frightening. Uh, he he would dress up like a clown and, and rape. Oh, him. there was a clown. So one guy dressed up as a clown. And sa- this is a story out of Sacramento last week and grabbed a woman's baby at a bus stop. Yeah, that guy should be killed. Yes, he should be killed. Even not dressed as a clown, he should be killed. But dressed as a clown, he should be killed twice. <laughs> it's just like, you know, you can't, I mean, you can't think of these things and think like people aren't going to fucking like think that you're a weird pervert 
bizarre person for doing this, and that you might get shot or punched or killed. There was or this really frightening story on Hollywood Boulevard. There used to be, you know, they have the little mascot characters out there, and there was a. Oh, they're all and they're all basically convicted pedophiles. Yeah, yeah, they're frightening. Just you know, they'd be scarier without the costumes. Yes. Um, and there was this Freddy guy, Freddy Krueger guy, that used to kind of go and jump out at you. And I was like, okay, that guy is like a little too real for my liking. And then it came out. Uh, later that he actually stabbed someone on Hollywood Boulevard <laughs> and then had the Freddy costume as like a convenient sort of alibi it's like well I'm already holding the, these knivey hands wait and, he uh, killed someone while dressed as Freddy he killed someone and then put the Freddy mask on uh, and then went back out onto Hollywood Boulevard and took pictures uh, of people's small killed, children he should have killed somebody as dressed as Freddy imagine it, that it, it's uh, but I'm surprised that no one um, you know, I, I'm the next person that tries to startle me. Yes. I'm just gonna punch him right in the face. Oh, I would punch him, and then when they're startled, I would kick him in the nuts and then beat him on the ground. <laughs> There's no reason for adults to be doing. Like I said, outside of Halloween, I give everyone a one. That's like fucking the purge. Okay, uh, you got to not to touch anybody, but on, on Halloween, you want to dress up in your front yard and blend in camo like a tree and scare people walking by. Yeah, you know those guys they chain themselves up or whatever and jump out. I get it. It's Halloween. On Halloween's the one night you expect idiot adults are going to do shit like that. Yeah. But that's it. That's it. Outside of that, you get shot. That's Why the per- are there not more robberies and shit on Halloween? Because you could walk into to a store in like your um, just you a know, clown. vampire mask, you know, say, give me all your money. Here's this gun. And then you, I feel like you could just walk outside, put on a different mask. I mean, who's going to even be able to catch you? Do you want to uh, rob a place with me on the 31st? <laughs> <laughs> we should totally... We should totally do that. I think you and I both agree the only reason for adults to dress up is to see women dressed as slutty nurses. Yeah. And outside of that, there's really no excuse for adults to be putting on costumes. No. As a guy, you kind of have to because you think you're going to be the cool guy that shows up without the costume, but then chicks just ignore you because they're trying to validate their stupid costume that they put too much effort into. And they're drunk. Yeah. So you, you kind of have to toe the line of like you know acting like you did something, but you don't want to be the, the dork who went too far. Like the other... It was last Halloween, actually. My friend... Um, this girl was hitting on him and they were sort of hitting it off and her, this guy that liked her, not her boyfriend, but just some tool came over and was like, hey man, do you want to like fight or whatever? But he was wearing a Ninja Turtles outfit. <laughs> so my friend just kept laughing because yeah. it's a guy talking shit and, and being aggressive, but he's he's a 30 a year old man dressed as a Ninja <laughs> Turtle. <laughs> you, know, you don't, you don't want to do that. Um, just something very basic. Just I think as an adult, generally not I mean, guys don't wear makeup to begin with. Wearing a costume and a mask as an adult is a very strange thing to want to do. Outside of getting laid at a party, yeah. there doesn't seem any excuse for it. And certainly just like going around your neighborhood and chasing people, chasing cars, puts you in a category that you deserve to be killed accidentally. I All mean, right. the co- if the cops need to shoot somebody, I would stay away from like just random black people and just start shooting clowns. I agree. <laughs> There's not going to be a protest by the clown movement. There's not going to be a Clown Lives Matter protest. You're pretty safe on that one. Matt, you have something you wish to pimp and promote on the show? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Matthew Ralston and uh, what else? Oh, at MattRalston.net. Matt, thank you for sticking through the show. I know you had some uh, GI issues. <laughs> you had some gastrointestinal issues. Yeah. That, ha- that totally happens. Brian, the one-armed bandit, working through, working through, working through the pain the only way he knows how. Ira, Ira. <laughs> Last Man Earth at Rocco's Tower in Studio City. Talk to you next week.